Welcome back to the Tomahawk. I'm your host, Mike. This is Matt. And uh, we're going to give you the breakdown from the last two games of the Hawks. Uh, they played Detroit. But quickly, do us a quick favor. Hit subscribe and do us a like. It really helps out the channel. We want to bring out more content and get our content put out there. So that'd be a really big help for us. So last game, Hawks lost. They played yesterday 5-3. to three to the uh, Detroit Red Wings and it was a it was a pretty good game. I would say they did not lose from a lack of effort. Uh, they played really hard, uh, really put it out there, but uh, had a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, unlucky with the puck, I would say, but they looked like a better team, but uh, Detroit was was able to put the pucks in the net and that was uh, all of the difference. Uh, Subban got his second straight start. I don't think he looked as good as he did in his previous game. I don't want to throw the guy under the bus, but uh, he lost his confidence after his third goal and uh, Nicholas Bowden got sent down to the AHL. I think that he's been a big difference maker so far. I think that he's really been making his mark on the team and I think moving him down was a mistake. They're definitely trying to give Bolquist uh, as much playing time um, as they can for him. And to be honest with you, I'm 50-50 on that, uh, on that decision. I do believe that um, he deserves time to play, but is he kind of there? I think Bowden plays better than Bolquist, but, um, but I, I guess Bolquist does deserve, does deserve an opportunity. Uh, what do you think about that, Matt? Yeah, I I agree that it sucks that they sent him down, but I think the competition in the defensive area is there's a lot of it, and they're pushing Bovquist, and they want him to be like the future. And it's good that Bowden's down; he's going to get some starts. He'll probably get big minutes down there. But you know, he was playing good, and we were as a team playing good with him in the lineup. Uh, I also uh, something with Subban. I thought against the the uh, Blue Jackets, he was a difference maker in that shutout win. Of course, he was good, made big saves, but you didn't get the big saves out of him against the Wings, which they're not that good of a team. And those are two points that we need in this playoff hunt. So, I mean, we like to see him win, but he it didn't work out. I think that it's uh, – you mentioned that we needed those two points. I believe we moved into third place in the Central after today's game uh, because I want to get into that because I think that there's more to talk about in the second game than really the first game. Uh, I think th- really the first game was just uh, – I think the Hawks just had a maybe a bit of an un- unlucky streak and uh, just – honestly just had a bad night but skating around they look like a good team uh, tonight was a completely different story you know they seemed like the passes were were, were coming around better uh, they got outshot in the first period I believe it was like 15 to 7 or something like that but they locked it up the, the next two periods going on um, Hagel seemed to be more noticeable uh, Mark Stahl for Detroit seemed to be on a mission tonight to be honest with you I, I it, it seemed like wherever the puck was that guy was was breaking up plays or or he was doing something to to break something up and uh, and I think that he was he was very noticeable on the Detroit end and uh, Darren Helm seemed to be uh, a bit of a, a menace in front of in, in front of the net but other than that there wasn't really anybody on the Detroit side that was that was really noticeable. Um, their puck movement wasn't very, very good. They seem to have stepped back into um, pretty much who they are, which is 
you know, a bottom of the rung Western Conference team. And the Hawks look to uh, really put them away in the third period. Uh, Patrick Kane had another great game, and um, and Bullquist, to be honest with you, he had a he had a, he had a good game today too. He didn't have any any turnovers. Uh, something that you mentioned prior that I wanted to talk to you about was Zadorov. Uh, for some reason, everybody calls him Zadorov, which I highly disagree with the pronunciation of his name. We don't say. Fedorov, we say Fedorov. So I, I figure if we say Zadorov, it's not Zadorov. Anyways, yeah, maybe we can ask Steve Conroy, Conroy you know, uh, about it, why they pronounce pronounce his name that way. But but I'm, I'm just messing around. But uh, Zadorov, I think that he has a, a very big problem with getting the puck out of the zone number one, and I think that he has a lot of miscues in handling the puck in his own zone. Not when he's trying to push it out on the rush, but seeming when he gets possession of the puck, either from an offensive player or just happens to stumble onto the puck, his decision-making is, is is a little questionable. What are, you, what, what are you seeing? I've seen it for a while, even though he, he scored tonight, which was very smart play by him. He counted the guys in front of him and saw, Hey, I, I got a chance here. And he's him and Bo Boquist made a nice play. But as far as his, like I've said before, he he'll hold on to the puck a little too long and he holds it too long where he's like, Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and he'll throw it away. And usually it's a turnover. Yeah. And that's got, it can't happen, especially in your own zone. You're, it's going to come back and haunt you. And, and, and a lot of times when, when he does that and he, and he realizes, oh, I, I, I need to get rid of the puck, it's too late. Yeah. So going, go, going on and moving forward, Bowden being sent down to the AHL, uh, how, how do you feel about that? If anything, I think that kid needs more time to play at, at the top level. Yeah, it's good and bad. It's good because he's going to get big minutes down there. But it's bad he's not getting the same competition as he would, you know, up here. Right. And if, if anything, it, I, it, it's it's just a it's a good situation to be in. I guess we have some solid defensemen now, and I guess he's just the odd man out. But I mean, he was out playing even Zadorov. He was out playing him, and he was out playing Bodequist and. At times he looked better than Connor Murphy, but I mean he's just he's like the new guy in, and maybe they want him to pay his dues before he gets in, or I don't know. Maybe it's a cap issue thing, or maybe hey they just want him down there playing bigger minutes. Jeremy Collin mentioned that that he feels that he mentioned to Bowden specifically that his going down to the AHL is nothing on him on his play that he t told him that th this isn't about you, your play, that his play has been great and he wants him to play that he's been playing. The idea is just to give him more minutes in the AHL so that he can get more playing time and continue to develop. As you mentioned, I, I th getting more minutes, I think that is good, but is it as good that because he's not getting that, 
that that competition level that you get at the that at the at the NHL because there is I I think that there really is a big difference between the comp, the competitive level at the NHL compared to the AHL. I would I would even say that maybe the AHL is more of a physical league than than the NHL is, but I don't think that the talent is as good as the NHL. Do you think that do you think considering Bowden's size, I mean I believe he's only like 5'11, 175 pounds, do you think that it's a good idea to send him down to de- to develop specifically just to get more minutes? Are you talking about Bodequist? Bodequist. Oh no, I, I mean uh, Bowden. Oh, Bowden. Um, I. It's tough. I mean, if I were the GM and the coach, I I'm gonna play the better guy. I want to play the better guy, and um, he was better than at least three of our defensemen. But I think it has to do with probably cap. I mean, I did the Hawks resign Zadorov for a couple of years? I believe, you know, they have money invested in Murphy. They're not going to not play those guys. They're not going to pay a guy $9 million like Jeff Skinner to just like in Buffalo, he's sitting in the press box right now. And I just don't, I think it could be that, or it's just, he's the odd man out. And it's, it's a shame because he had shades of like Mitchell's play. He would, you know, he would skate in and try to be an open man, and he scored. A, him and uh, Mitchell scored their first goals both in the same game, and they were both virtually playing the same style, and I think that's important to have on a team. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know, if anything, if anything that this could really do is to send a message to maybe Zadarov and, and some of the other players, like, hey, look, if Bowden got sent down, what are they going to do to what are they going to do to me? You know, sending a message out there that uh, you know maybe my position isn't safe. It doesn't really matter who I am. You know, do you think that Kaladin could possibly be sending a message to the other players? Uh, I don't know. I think it's more of just just an odd man, just the odd man out, and it's it sucks for the kid, and you feel for him, and it it kind of reminds me of remember when we had uh, Jeremy Morin. A couple years ago, he was kind of like the odd man out too. They kept sending the poor kid down every game. They'd call him up a game and he'd score a goal, send him back down, and it's like you can't find a role for the guy because the the I mean, it's just there's too much competition up front, and I guess he's just a young guy and they want him to pay his dues. Yeah, that's a really interesting uh, comparison because. He did get the runaround for like that first year, and then the second year he he actually got some playing time, and then they sent him down, and then he came back up, and then he got hurt, and he had a serious injury. And after he had that injury, he he wasn't the same. I was actually a big I was actually a big fan of Jeremy Morin because I liked the way that he played. He was a um, he was a really tough uh, really tough ki- really tough kid. Like his his work ethic was was, was really tough. And uh, we sent him to San Jose for Eric Desjardins, didn't we? You know what? He, he's been all over the place since. I know he was, I think he was included in the uh, HOSA trade. Uh, I think he was a prospect of Atlanta. I, I could be wrong. I'd have to look it up. But I think he was involved in a big name trade and he was the, one of the top prospects. 
I'm really I'm drawing a blank. It could have been New. He was a New Jersey kid, or he might have been a Thrasher. I, I forget. Um, yeah, he's been bouncing around. But if he was traded for Desjardins, I that was a good trade for us because he was a good role player we had. I think Eric Desjardins' man was was an unsung hero for for the Hawks. Um, he. If, if I remember correctly, we traded Jeremy Morin to the San Jose Sharks f- uh, for a straight-up trade for Eric Desjardins, and he he uh, uh, paid out in spades. Um, but anyways, you know, we're kind of uh, getting 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 around to it. But that was a really good comparison of of Morin and and maybe uh, Bowden as of right now. Players, I, I feel like we we've done that too. Uh... I think when Troy Brower was the the top prospect at the time before all our cup runs, this poor kid was up and down, up and down, up and down. I just remember going to the games with uh, paying ten bucks a game and seeing, oh, here's our future right here, Troy Brower, you know. And they would just, is he playing today? No, he's back down in Norfolk. <laughs> and then. He'd be called up, score a goal. Nah, we sent him back down. I'm like, we are terrible. We are the worst team in the league right now. Keep the kid up there and like develop him, you know. And just, there's been a couple players we've done that too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's probably the calling sign from um, from the front office. So moving forward, big seven to two win tonight. Patrick Kane got his 400th goal. Uh, he, you know, he played great. I'm sure he's really happy to get it out of the way finally. After t- tonight, we have Tampa Bay coming up. D- these are going to be two really huge games. Coming into the season and playing Tampa right out of the bat, I think might have been good for the for, uh, for the Hawks. But I think that they are a comp- completely different team now going in. How do you see the the coming games against Tampa um, for the Hawks? I, I think it's going to be tough, uh, but we have – a starter goaltender now, I think, or we got a number one. I don't know if it's official, but Lankinen's the guy. You know, he, he makes the big saves. The other that Subban won't, and uh, I think um, Kaner's hot. DeBrincat's their their guys are rolling. Our defense is kind of. I think they've settled in. You know, they bought into the system. And we'll see how it goes, but I think if they keep playing the way they have, I think we're going to be okay. You just don't take penalties against this team. They're really good on the power play as well. Uh, we got a, They got a really, really good goalie. He's probably the best in the world right now. And if we can get a couple by him, we'll get some confidence and lose his confidence, I think we could be okay. Yeah, uh, if one thing's for sure, at least speed style, I, I think that the Hawks can can keep up with them. Uh, Matthew Highmore, I I thought was very noticeable tonight. He didn't get any points, but he had a couple um, defensive recoveries that he had, and uh, I, I think that the guy is he really puts it out there. Uh, I thought that he was really noticeable tonight. I wanted and I, I specifically wanted to mention him uh, for his play. Where do you see Highmore in the, in the lineup? I think he could be a top six, but I think as of now, he's like probably a bottom six, but at the top, you know, like a third line guy for now. Okay. Um, I, but I think they should kind of leave stuff the way it is. And you know what? We haven't 
really miss Dylan Strom. I, I mean, he's been out for a while, and I, I mean, we've been fine without him. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with him in the future, but I would keep this lineup the way it is. Dare I even say that we're surviving without Jonathan Taves? Now, obviously, Jonathan Taves is a head and tails better player than than um, Dylan Strom is. But do you think that Taves coming back could be a huge piece that takes the Hawks from being surprise contenders to a, a team to look out for? Well, yeah, it's he's Taves. You know, I, I think Kirby Doc, if they both come back, that could be like, uh oh, uh, it could be like a three two three team i think i i don't think we'd be the last playoffs but i think we would earn more wins with these guys in our lineup for sure yes i think it's absolutely insane that two of our top centers are out which is arguably one of the hardest and most difficult positions to play and probably one of the most valuable positions on the ice because your center is pretty much decides if you're going to get possession in defensive zone and off- offensive zone, um, creating opportunities for you that we're missing our, our top guy. So for Taves going forward, have have you have you heard anything on 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 him coming back or or any kind of news? No, they're really tight lipped about it. I've I've like I heard Kirby Doc is skating. Obviously, no stick. He's just you know. Uh, yeah, he's skating, but Taves are nothing. You know, I think they're uh, you fear for him. You know, you don't want anything. You don't want him to come out and say, "Hey, I'm retiring. I have an illness that I can't play anymore," which would be terrible. But if we got him back in our lineup, I think we would we would definitely be scary. And I think the teams in the Central would <laughs> be like, "Oh, these guys are playing great without him. Now they got him. Look out!" Yeah, I agree. So. To wrap this up, I'm going to head it off to you, and you can give me your final rundown of what you feel the Hawks have going forward, how they're how they're doing, and any uh, any news that you want to talk about from the rest of the NHL. Um, I'm going to talk about what you talked about earlier, Mark Stahl. I, the last two games, he was solid tonight. He was back checking, breaking up two on ones, just making really smart plays like a veteran he's been around he knows what to do and i think at the trade deadline there's going to be teams calling detroit for him and i i hope we're one of honestly hope bowman gives him a call because next year we're not probably not going to be in their division he's not going to come back and haunt him you know what i mean but i would like to see him i know like we were talking about there's a lot of competition in our d but this is a guy that would be a probably a top four for us he could penalty kill probably work on the power play um but if we're going for the playoffs you want to you know you want to load up and get what you can yeah i would I, I would think that if if we were able to pick stall up that would definitely move zadarov down that would definitely move him down from the second line pairing i mean i could I could honestly see a pairing of Keith Mitchell, uh, Stahl, uh, Bowden, 
and a, a final pairing of Connor Murphy and Boquist. I think that that would be, yeah, and, and or, and yeah, and, and and that's how it's good. It's a good thing to have, you know. Yeah, that would be a that would be a huge that would be a great problem to have, and uh, hit. But I mean, usually at the trade deadline, most of your salary is paid. It's it's all about the remaining salary is what the. Uh, well, the cap hit what it what the remaining of your salary. So, I don't think it would hurt us. And we got guys on long term IR. At, I mean, I don't know how many years left is. Uh, I'm I'm guessing there's a couple years in the New York deal, or he could be a free agent. I we got to look that up. But I think he would be a, a great addition. After watching him tonight, that's a guy that rubs off on younger players too. And I'm I'm sure that's why Stevie Y got him because he's. He's a solid guy. I'm sure Stevie Y is going to want to resign the guy, but I mean, watching that team tonight, they just look terrible. The wings, and it's not fun. I mean, even Grice turns around and paddles his stick on the crossbar and breaking it. It's it gets frustrating to lose like that, and I'm sure none of those guys want to be a part of that. Yeah, it had to have been really hard for him because uh, you know you you know you want to get pulled, but at the same time, you know the other guy you know, won the game. Bernie won last night. So uh, he wasn't, he wasn't getting pulled. We should mention that. I mean, I thought Bernie was great last night and I think he yeah. was, we could have easily, you know, tied that game a couple times and he was great. And he's got like six wins, I think. And Grice only has one win. And I'm surprised they didn't put him in net to uh, Bernie in net tonight because the Hawks couldn't get one by him yesterday. I mean, Kane had a ton of chances, and Pernier shut the door on him. You could tell Kaner was getting frustrated. He wanted that 400. And uh, I, I I thought that was a mistake by the Wings. I mean, they had the Hawks, like, they had their number yesterday. Yeah, Bernier was absolutely like He was standing on his head yesterday because they were throwing everything at him. And, uh, and and he had an answer for, for just about everything. Uh, I mean, they, they could have won that game with some solid play from Subban, but um, but Bernie, not to take anything away from him, he played absolutely phenomenal. So going forward, man, do you have anything uh, anything else that you want to run through? Uh, did you like the Hawks jerseys tonight? I love them. I love them, man. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about them yet. I, I, I wish they would have went back to just the black. The uh, third jerseys that they came out in uh, was that the late nineties. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the it's like the red jersey. Just substitute the red for black. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think they should put. I, I'm wearing my jersey tonight. My '60s logo. Uh, I think that should be on the third jersey. I love this logo, the '60s look, Indian head. Uh, but uh, who who knows with the PC crowd, they might not like that. So. I, I really liked it, man. I mean, if we could have gotten, uh, you know, Patrick Kane to pull a toothpick out of his head and, and flick it at the camera like uh, like Scott Hall, I mean, that have been that have made it even 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 better. Yeah, it looked like a NWO WCW Wolfpack jersey that Kevin Nash used to sport. <laughs> well, cool, man. Uh, if you've got nothing else, uh, I'll just close this out. Uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, people who turn tune in. We're very appreciative. Uh, we've got. Uh, the what Tampa Bay on Thursday, uh, second game is I believe Saturday. We'll release another one uh, after that. Hopefully, I, I would be uh, really happy if we can get two wins out of this. 
if we get one win out of this, I mean, I think it's a win for the team, and I think it's a it's a definitely a big step stepping stone for them going forward to buy in and to uh, to really believe that you know that they could uh, that they could t- even make a playoff run. So um, seeing them going forward, it's great. Um, I like I like that the fact that the Hawks are. Are, are really putting it out there and giving a, a lot of effort. So um, everybody tune in. Uh, we got more for you. And we're very appreciative uh, for the people who who spend their time to, to listen to us. You know, it, it's great. And, uh, and we've got more for you. So take it easy, guys. We're out of here. This is Mike and Matt. We're out. <laughs>